Western governments have spent months pressuring countries around the world, especially in the global south, to join their proxy war against Russia. There's only one small problem. The vast majority, the vast majority of the global south and of the entire population of the world is neutral or against their proxy war against Russia. The countries representing the vast majority of the global population, including China and India, Brazil, Mexico, South Africa, Ethiopia, Vietnam, they are neutral or they have openly criticized the U.S. government and NATO for starting the war in Ukraine. And we continue to see Western governments try to pressure the African continent, which has remained neutral largely, to join in this proxy war against Russia. And it has been a complete disaster. Now, before I get into this hilarious failed meeting that Ukraine's leader Vladimir Zelensky held and the vast majority of the African continent boycotted this Zoom call. But before I get to that, I want to mention that it, it is not a disputable fact that the U.S., Britain, and the European Union are waging a proxy war on Russia. They have openly admitted it. U.S. President Joe Biden said in a speech in Poland that the U.S. goal is to overthrow the Russian government, to overthrow Vladimir Putin, regime change. The U.S. government, the Helsinki Commission, which is a U.S. government organization, is even sponsoring an event calling for so-called decolonization of Russia. That is breaking up the country of Russia, the Russian Federation, carving it up into little separate countries like what NATO did to Yugoslavia in the 1990s. That is the goal, breaking up Russia. The French finance minister admitted that the West is waging a brutal economic and financial war on Russia. He openly admitted that. The Raytheon lobbyist turned Secretary of Defense, the head of the Pentagon in the U.S., Lloyd Austin, said the U.S. goal is weakening Russia. A top former State Department official, Elliot Cohen, a notorious neoconservative architect of the Iraq War and the George Bush administration, George W. Bush, he published an article in The Atlantic magazine, the elite mainstream Washington mouthpiece, admitting that the U.S. and NATO are waging a proxy war against Russia. And finally, I did a video here at Multipolarista about how the top general, the chief of the British army, Patrick Sanders, gave a speech to his troops telling British soldiers to prepare for World War III with Russia. So there is so much evidence showing that Western governments are waging a proxy war against Russia. Their goal is overthrowing the Russian government, carving it up, breaking up the Russian Federation, and of course, taking exploiting the very plentiful natural resources in Russia, the large oil and gas reserves, the mineral reserves, the state-owned banks, the other state-owned companies. That is their goal. It is straight-up pillage, exploitation, plunder. And they have been trying to get countries in the Global South to join them, and the Global South has refused. The vast majority of the Global South has been neutral or has either sided with Russia or, at the very least, condemned NATO and the U.S. for their constant aggression, for NATO expansion 14 times 
since the reunification of Germany in 1990 and the overthrow of the Soviet Union in 1991 for doing military exercises right on Russia's borders, militarizing the countries right around Russia, surrounding Russia with military bases, threatening to put nuclear weapons in Ukraine. The president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, gave a speech to his parliament saying that NATO bears responsibility for the war in Ukraine. The U.S. bears responsibility. And he, yes, he called for peace, which everyone wants, peace and diplomacy, as opposed to war, but he recognized who the culprits were for starting this conflict, the war in Ukraine that began back in 2014. So now this brings me to the main point of this video. I published an article at multipolarista.com titled, Only four of 55 African leaders attend Zelensky call, showing neutrality on Ukraine and Russia. This is an incredible failure by the Western governments that are propping up the regime in Kiev. An incredible failure. 51 of 55 African heads of state, that is 93% of the leaders of the countries in the African Union, boycotted this Zoom call with Vladimir Zelensky, showing clear neutrality. This was after months of pressure by France and Germany. Here is the image of the Zoom call. You can see that they only have images of two leaders because only four leaders actually attended. And I should mention that actually only three leaders attended and one leader who was only recognized by part of the world as the president of Libya. So some countries recognize him, some countries don't. So really it's like three and a half African leaders attended this Zoom call with Zelensky, making it very clear that they're either neutral or they're with Russia. They're not, they don't support this Western proxy war in Ukraine. So France's major newspaper, Le Monde, they described the video call with Zelensky as, quote, an address that the African Union has delayed for as long as possible and has been keen to keep discreet, almost secret. And they noted that Ukraine has tried to organize this video call with the African Union since April. So April, May, and June for three months. And the African Union repeatedly pushed it back and pushed it back and pushed it back. They finally did hold the call on June 20th. But as I note in the article, they were very quiet about it. The African Union did not post any information about this call with Zelensky on its official website, and it didn't tweet about the meeting from its official Twitter account. Now, a website called The Africa Report got an internal report, or an internal source that found that only four African leaders attended this Zoom call with Zelensky. Now, again, this call was not public. We don't have the actual video. This is according to the report and internal sources that they had. They found the only African heads of state who attended were the president of Senegal, Macky Sall, the president of Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast, Alassane Ouattara, and the president of the Republic of Congo, Denis Sassou Negus Nueso. Also at the video conference was the leader of the Libyan Presidential Council. However, many countries do not recognize him as the legitimate leader of Libya. In fact, even France doesn't recognize him. And France is, of course, 
one of the countries that was pressuring the leaders of Africa to join this Zoom call with Vladimir Zelensky. So a leader, a contested leader of Libya joined the call, but many countries don't rep recognize him. And of course, Libya has been divided territorially since NATO destroyed the central state of Libya back in 2011 in a war of aggression waged by the U.S., Britain, and France, and Canada, and other NATO members, including Norway. So there were three or four heads of state of the African continent that attended this meeting, depending on who you consider the legitimate president of Libya. It was a complete failure. The only official recognition of this call with Zelensky came from the current chair, the leader of the African Union, who is a politician from Chad. His name is Musa Faki Mahamat, Mahamat. And he tweeted, but even in his tweet, which again is the only official recognition of this call, he said, quote, we reiterated the African Union position of the urgent need for dialogue to end the conflict, to allow peace to return to the region and to restore global stability. So he wasn't supporting Ukraine at all. He was calling for dialogue and peace. That is not support for Ukraine. This was a complete political disaster for the Western puppet regime in Kiev that was installed after the US-sponsored 2014 coup, the violent coup in Ukraine. Now, I note in, in this article that the US and the European Union constantly talk about this idea of the so-called international community. But in reality, when they say international community, they mean the US, Canada, Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, South Korea, and Japan. They mean the West and its allies in South Korea and Japan. So all the white countries, South Korea and Japan, which is less than 20% of the global population. Meanwhile, the vast majority of the global population has either been neutral or has actually sided with Russia. So I note that countries that have remained neutral in the conflict are the countries with the largest populations on the planet, including China and India, each of which has around 1.4 billion people. Each of those countries has a population more than four times larger than that of the United States. And of course, Europe is tiny compared to them. Also, Pakistan, a massive country, Brazil, Ethiopia, Bangladesh, Mexico, and Vietnam, some of the largest countries in the world, South Africa, have been neutral or have even blamed the U.S. and NATO. I mentioned that South Africa, also Iran, Venezuela, Cuba, the DPRK, and Eritrea have also, also openly blamed NATO and the United States for causing the war in Ukraine, which began back in 2014. I wrote an article about this over at multipolarista.com. It's called Many Global South Countries Blame U.S. and NATO for Ukraine War not Russia. So you can find that at multipolarista.com. Finally, I'm going to conclude this analysis noting that the established British newspaper, The Guardian, which is very closely linked to UK intelligence agencies, they published an article in March complaining, lamenting, mourning the fact that many countries in Africa have actually backed Russia or at the very least been neutral. This is the article titled, Cold War echoes as African leaders resist criticizing Putin's war. 
Now, of course, this propaganda calls it Putin's war, although many countries in Africa recognize that it's actually not Putin's war. It's actually a Western proxy war that began back in 2014. And anyway, this article, it hilariously laments that many African countries, quote, remember Moscow's support for liberation from colonial rule and a strong anti-imperialist feeling remains. Now, of course, this British mouthpiece, the guardian of Blairism, the guardian of neoliberalism, the guardian of British imperialism, they lament the fact, they mourn the fact that a, quote, strong anti-imperialist feeling remains on the African continent because they want to recolonize the African continent. They note that many African leaders are, quote, calling for, the, for peace, but blaming NATO's eastward expansion for the war, complaining of Western, quote, double standards, and resisting all calls to criticize Russia. Once again, this is the position of the vast majority of the global population of the global south, almost the entire global south. But we are told that this is so-called Russian propaganda because according to the Western media, who are white supremacists and imperialists and neo-colonialists, they consider all the global south to be barbarians and anti-democratic and so-called authoritarian in scare quotes. So when they hear this, they say, well, this is just Russian propaganda or Russian disinformation. But no, if you oppose Western imperialism and the dictatorship of these white supremacist colonialists who represent 15% of the global population, then they say that you're spreading Russian or Chinese disinformation. But this is the reality in the global south. They add that the, the, the guardian of Blairism also laments that countries like South Africa, Zimbabwe, Angola, and Mozambique that had anti-colonial struggles take, take power, overthrowing colonial regimes, they lamented that these countries, quote, are, stool, are still ruled by parties that were supported by Moscow, that is, by the Soviet Union, during their struggles for liberation from colonial or white supremacist rule. So, obviously, Russia today is not the Soviet Union. There are a lot of differences, but there still is this strong feeling of solidarity, and at the very least, there is a lot of opposition to Western colonialism. So even if these countries in the global south don't support Russia, at the very least, they oppose Western imperialism and they oppose the Western proxy war on Russia. Some of them might have issues with the Russian government, with some of its policies. Certainly, it's not a socialist progressive government, but they understand the aggressors are the US, the EU, and NATO, the imperialists. And finally, I should add that I concluded this article noting how the US is potentially risking causing massive food crises across the African continent. I note that in addition to their political ties and the, the feelings of solidarity going back to the Soviet Union's support for national liberation struggles against colonialism across the global south, but especially in Africa, well, in addition to that, Russia and the African continent have very important trade relations. Of course, Russia is one of the world's largest producer of wheat and also fertilizer, and it's, it, it provides much of that wheat and fertilizer to the African continent. So the U.S. is risking potential food crises and potential famine. The New York Times reported it admitted, citing U.S. government officials, that they are pressuring food insecure countries in Africa not to buy Russian wheat. So they are potentially risking 
causing a food crisis and a hunger in Africa in order to, to try to score geopolitical points to weaken Russia and its economy, and in, in the process, weaken the food security of the African continent. So this is the reality that we're facing. But like I said, the point of this video, the, the main point is that many countries in the global south are resisting this pressure. After months of pressure by these Western imperialists, only four of the 55 heads of state in the African Union attended this Zoom call with Zelensky. They boycotted it. 51 of 55 African leaders, that is 93% of the heads of state on the African continent, boycotted this call. For me, it says a lot about where the African continent and where the global south actually lies, what their views are, and their refusal to join in in this Western proxy war on Russia and by extension China. They are not joining the imperialist West in its new Cold War.